Hello foodie people. Welcome to the first full episode of Foodie Files. Yes, and I will say that slow every week because it gets me in trouble. I'm Mama Trace and I'm here with my co-host Nick. Say hi Nick. Hi Nick. <laughs> God people, I really worry about what this is going to turn out like, but anyway. Hey, you say um, I never listened to you and I just did. That'd be a first. Anyway, getting back on point. Um, So, yeah, first episode of Foodie Files and what we want to bring to you sort of every week, and it will be a weekly uh, podcast at this stage, is that we want to bring you uh, topics such as we want to talk about MasterChef because we're both obsessed with MasterChef um, and other uh, interesting food shows, which will probably include The Great Australian Bake Off, which starts shortly. And then we're going to talk about food in general, like our favourite recipes, any tips and trip, uh, trips, tip. Let me try that again. Tips and tricks. Woo, she got it out. Okay, let's edit that one out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually funny. Uh, yeah, tips and tricks that we might know um, about food, uh, some recipes that we're really keen on, and those recipes will be a link in the, in the bio. Um, and hopefully talking about some reviews of restaurants we've been to that we really enjoy, or it could might not even be a restaurant. It could be just like a food truck. Who knows? Fat Fork is one that comes to mind. But anyway, um, yeah, and then uh, so that's basically I think we've covered it, Nick, haven't we? I think that's uh, as, a, as an introduction oh. and agenda. Absolutely. Sorry about that. An agenda? Are we at an work? An agenda. We, we, no, but we oh are actually going to be. Oh, my God, you can't be... take the corporate out of him, can you? <laughs> Jesus. Now, as an introduction to us, yes, Mama sorry. Trace, tell us tell yep. us about your food journey and, and food? why you. I'm not a bloody master chef. Well, journey? Yeah, well, isn't that what they all say? What's, what's your yeah, food journey? I'm... Oh, it's a lot of. BS, and you know that. I was about to, I was about to swear then. If By the way, people, someone I, else, I know I know how to get Mama Trace wired, wired up. You can't pronounce it either. Anyway, as I was about to say, before I was so rudely interrupted, that if one more contestant on a reality show says, my journey, I'm likely to stick a hot poker in my eye. So why I love food, not my goddamn journey, Anyway, so um, I grew up in a predominantly Russian household and so I was introduced to food that my fellow classmates weren't at a very early age and I've always had this passion for watching my um, bubble, uh, my grandmother, sorry in English, grandmother, and my, um, my dad's sister cook. So I learnt to cook from them, so to speak, but also I have taught myself from YouTube and just reading. Um, I love to read cookbooks. I love reading recipes. I love getting ideas. I'm obsessed by cooking shows. As you can't tell, this is why we're doing a podcast. Um, yeah, so that's sort of me. And I love, I am no by no means a chef. I am a home cook. Um, I love cooking for my friends especially on big occasions like at Easter, at Christmas and all those people's birthdays. I love doing. And I do my food very uh, family style. So everything gets plopped on the table in beautiful bowls and everything. And we just sit around and we eat and probably drink a little bit too much. 
But you can tell your cooking is very cultural and, and, and it yeah. is from your heart as well. So yeah. when you well, do cook for people, they, you are exposing a lot about yourself in that mm. as well. So I would say when people say, what's your love language? I would say mine is definitely food. I well, love eating that cooking. food. <laughs> <laughs> you like to cook too, so be yeah. quiet. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really, uh, and especially if it's a friend's birthday or something like that, I love to get people together and cook lots and lots of dishes and we just sit down and have a really good time. I may overcook slightly occasionally, but however, if someone left my house hungry, I would be mortified. That's the ethnic in or me. Without, I can't help that. Or without leftovers for the week. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Every time I yes, every time I do a, a big feast lunch, I get in extra takeaway containers so they can fill them up and take them home. It's the ethnic way. It's the ethnic way, people. My ethnic, my ethnic, as I probably said, is Russian. Nick with the name, you know it's Greek. Hey. Because hey. in every Greek family there's a Nick, Nick, Nick and Nick. Hey, I resemble that <laughs> remark. Oh, I know. And just quite, I can't wait for my big fat Greek wedding number three. Isn't it four? <laughs> it's coming. Oh, no, it's three. It's coming up. You're it's right. three. Anyway, yes. sorry. So that was sort of me. Nick, why don't you tell us about your food journey? So my food journey started when I was. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I just love seeing you get all worked up over that. Oh, uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> oh, look, I, I started cooking with my mum when I was probably about eight years old, um, learning how to make the, all the Greek sweets and biscuits that, at uh, celebration times like Easter and Christmas, um, slowly took over. And, yes, my, my kululakia are much better than my mum's. Oh, challenge. Get your mum on the phone. Get your mum no, on the phone. They were her words, not mine. <laughs> sure, I bet they weren't, people. <clears throat> she may not admit it, but they were. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like that in writing. <laughs> but I also do run... Um, a couple of little businesses, one being uh, NV Cakes, which is a cake decorating business. So I do a lot of corporate cakes, but uh, a lot of celebration cakes, birthday cakes, weddings. And I'm still waiting for my Chanel handbag cake for my birthday. It does. I can't post it to Melbourne from Adelaide. It will not work. Oh, Get I, on a plane and bring it over. Buy me a ticket. I told you. <laughs> Sorry. Are you right? I need yeah, just dying as usual. Yeah. Um, I also, on, also run a food truck called the Fat Fork. So, yes, I have to say that one slowly too. <laughs> we don't want to get an R rating for this, people. No, no. So that's a, that's a food truck where we do a lot of catering events um, from the food truck but also out of the food truck. Um, and we don't really go down to one particular style of food. Uh, so depending on what um, the catering needs are, we... We change a lot. So, as Mama Trace said, I do have a Greek background, uh, but I tend to cook a lot of Vietnamese uh, and Asian foods. Yeah. Yummy. Yes, all, all those clean, oh. clean, fresh flavours, which I love. Um, and I can also give people a background. Or I was about to say. Yes, I, I, I could tell you were about to jump in there, so I thought I'd get there before you. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of behind the scenes of what happens on these reality TV shows, having competed in one. What was the name of it? Oh, we won't mention what it is, but Melissa Leong was oh. a judge on it. It, oh, wasn't it was on SBS. SBS. <laughs> yes. And 
But there was no and, money involved. No, but I will. I probably will mention it when we talk about the recap of this week. Yeah. Because funnily enough, yes, similar format this week. We'll yes. talk about it. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah. So yes, that that is a quick summary and introduction of us and why we are doing this podcast. And that will probably mean that people will never listen to us again. <laughs> <laughs> What makes you think they're listening in the first place? I'll, I'll try and be a bit more professional. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> so let's start with our raison d'etre of being here and what started it all. Is... Raison d'etre? Or how about, can we do the main topic instead? Main Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh, Look what I've got to put up with, people. Seriously. Sorry. Pastor <clears throat> okay. Chef. Master Chef. Quick, which we, quick recap, Mama Trace. Who's out no, so far? And 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 do so you agree only, with it? So the, the first only... one that went out. Oops, sorry, go. On. No, go, go, go. Okay, first one that went out was Larissa, but she came back in. Yes. But the first official one out was Andrea. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, Andrea. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. <laughs> Uh, then, then we had uh, oh boy, I've, I've lost. I think Jessica was next. See, then, I don't remember, so I keep. I don't then, remember them. Then Larissa Amy, again. Alice. Bye bye. I oh, see. I had hopes for Alice. I, I really thought really? that she would do well. Yes. Okay. Uh, but she came. She came undone with uh, one, one dessert dish. But, yeah. Um, but then last weekend was Uncle Robbie. Oh my God, I cried. I, I know, cried watching I know. Declan cry. Uh, no, I know. He Those was two were so cool. They were so cool together. They were like, you know. I know. It's, it's it cute lovely. to see a, a bromance happening. But, uh, but uh, I, look, really, I really loved Robbie. Loved was Robbie. Great. It was great. It was a fear that the judges told him he was. Really, just go down the straight same path all the time. Well, hang Putting on, we've got... his mind. Sorry, we've got people who friggin' do nothing but pastor on this show. It's like, God, give exactly. me something else or bread. Give me something else. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, if, if Theo does another another Euros <laughs> dish with his own pizza, <laughs> I'm going to scream. Um, if Melissa yeah, the... does another pasta dish. Oh, for Christ's well, sake! She did this, this week again. Like seriously, people, there's more to life than just pasta <laughs> or bread. Not, I'm not uh, knocking them because I love them both. <laughs> but like, I'm like, make think out of the box. I but know, I but think, look, honestly, one one dimensional uh, yeah. characters or, or, or cooks is there really a place much. for them in, in MasterChef? I will say this year though that it's less. Oh, I was thinking of the word prissy. Like it's a bit more down to earth yeah. this year. There's less refined or less, yeah. the less, you know, it's, show it's, offy dishes, let's say. Yeah, it's more. It is a I, bit more home cooking. We don't have a Reynolds, for example, who, by the way, I'm absolutely Correct. in love with because he's yes. a genius. Yeah. Um, we've got more down to earth cooking stuff that people at home could replicate more easily. And which I think I like a lot better because it is more relatable. To the general yeah. viewer, so we're not seeing things that we think. Oh my! There's no way I'll be able to do, do that. You, do it you remember Reynolds Alice in Wonderland dish? 
Yes. Where yeah. he poured the, is it caramel or hot uh, hot chocolate? It was some, some, it something hot over it. Just, just yeah, yes, and but, oh, my God, was... that blew my mind. Yeah, look, I mean, and, and that's great. But the the average person at home cooking with what they have, the utensils they have, the ingredients they, they yeah. are on, you know, familiar with, will they be able to replicate those things? No. And, and learning to temper chocolate's not easy. Well, it's not an easy process, I can no. tell you. And, I have and tried. And the reason shows like Nailed It work so well yes. is because the average That's person can't one. replicate what professionals do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nailed It is I incredibly funny. I, I love, love it that. so much. Well, being a Tom Fox writer, I love that show so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the other – hang on, just as we're slipping away again. But anyway, oh, yes. there, was an, there was another show on Foxtel on the Food Network where yeah. people had to replicate an item. Like it, uh, it could have been a football or it could it, have been it, a statue. What I was it called? Something like, is it cake or is it fake? Yeah, is um, it cake? Yeah. Is it cake? That yeah. show's amazing. <clears throat> that was an amazing show, yes. And I, I, that any, one I love because yeah, cause you, you'd look at it and, and you would yep. think, I, yep. I, I really don't know. Yep. Obviously, they're, they're far away, but, but some of them yeah. were amazing. Yeah, but actually getting back on track because we, as usual, I get get sidelined easily, people. I'm really sorry. I know. Mum and Tracy got ADD, so we do have to get it. I do not. I've got got old people's disease. We have, to, we have to hide all shiny objects from her room. So she's in a white I'm room. I'm wearing them all at one time. <laughs> I'm like right. a bower bird. Trace. Anyway, back on track. So, so with who's left? With who's left? Favourite? Uh, it's a toss-up, <clears throat> and he's going to hate when I say this one. Declan? I think yeah. he's come on a lot. Sorry. Yeah, not with you there. Okay. And Ralph? Ralph I just my... like Ralph's cool, calm, collected. Yep, yep. Um, yep. I, I agree. Ralph is one of my favourites. But Declan's really sweet. And quite frankly, for all the ladies out there, we're enjoying the viewing pleasure of Declan. Sorry. Now, that's not nice to say. He's I got can't... beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> and I've got a lot of women and gay boys telling me that, so there you go. Okay. Moving right along. <laughs> Sorry, your face. Now, see, for me, Brent, and I'm only going with what I see technically, what they've been able to achieve, and diversity, the diversity of things that they're putting up. They're not producing the same thing all the time. So for me, Brent and Grace, probably my two favourites. Okay. When I say favourites, not the ones that I love watching. No. But the ones that I think got a good chance of winning it. Winning, yeah. The ones I love I... watching is Ralph. I love watching Ralph. Oh, he's um, so cool. Yeah, and I do love watching uh, uh, Declan and, and Antonio, actually. I do love watching Antonio yeah, as well. Yeah, same He's here. Good. Can I just say... Which, which do great, but we won't go there. We're not going to mention those names nope. of some certain blonde ladies. Um, no. So I do love how when Ralph is on the balcony... Mm, when he's yes. actually watching, he's always <laughs> suited and booted. The man's got some swag. Love it. <laughs> love, love it. That. Yes. So, no, yeah, good. that's cool. Um, so what Shall has we talked been... about the week? Yes, that was my next. I was about I couldn't okay. frame the words. I'm so sorry. I know. English such a tricky thing for you, Mama Trace. Oh no. Told you old timers <laughs> disease. So um, because we're recording on a Saturday. Yes. Last Sunday. We'll start with last Sunday's episode. Mm-hmm. Two challenges. First challenge, cheese tasting. 
Our original. Oh, that, can I just Our say one original. thing? Yes. No, I've got to say one thing about that. The need to speed up those cloche challenges. I know. For Christ's sake. Look, I am a cheeseaholic. Hi, my name is Tracy and I'm a cheeseaholic. <laughs> that did my head in. And yes. if I was sitting there watching the television and oh, and I could pick what the goddamn cheese was, how come they couldn't? Seriously. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, I look a lot of it by, by sight, you can tell. Yeah. <clears throat> Just look but at then, the texture. Then, or, it was, anyway. then it was the second round was nostalgia. So they mm-hmm. had, from memory, you know, for the cocktail, Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that was Uncle Robbie's, uh, wasn't it? Uncle Robbie. Well, he did too. There was. Yeah. Um, oh, God, we're forgetting now, man. Look, told oh you we've both got gosh. Alzheimer's disease. Yes. Well, there's a few things that they could choose from. <laughs> um, mm. But it had to be nostalgia with, with your personal twist on it. Okay. So Robbie just... did start doing curried sausages. Bless him. Yes. Um, but then he was told that, yeah. He's, he's going down the safe path and doing the same thing all the time, and whether but, he thought that was a good idea. And with twenty minutes left, cooking from he was cooking from his heart. I know. But what he what he does left, for his family, you can tell him a Robbie Stan. But you know, stick with your guns. I know. Yeah. Stick with what you've done and and live and die on by that dish. Yeah. With twenty Agreed. minutes to go, you don't try to do a prawn cocktail and add the curry into the mayonnaise he just made. Mm, what was he good. thinking? What was he thinking? Well, he was put off a little bit by the shit, the judges. I'm sorry, the judges. I know, but I know. Mm, when when you have to do a nostalgic dish with your own twist, how oh, does adding go. chili, adding here chili to moussaka? This is a Greek man speaking about moussaka. Go on. How does that classify as your own <laughs> twist? Moussaka has chili in it. Adding well, chili to something, recipe. yeah. Adding chili to something is not a twist, people. No, a By twist way, would people... be you're placing eggplant with maybe um, zucchini or something. That'd be a exactly. twist. Exactly. And with this podcast, if I can pronounce it, will be my moussaka recipe. And yes, it's got chili in it. <laughs> but if you don't like chili, you could leave it out. Not that I would. I wouldn't. No. No, you put chili. You'd not put a touch, but you put chili. No, a little bit. A little bit. Oh. Um, But going, yeah, so he was a bit mm, very upset at that. Yeah. But they did enjoy it, apparently. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Look, the the way, so a bit of behind the scenes, the way way Mm. these cooking shows work. Uh, and, and heading into the week that was, the yes. professional chefs versus the home cooks is very much like the uh, show that I was on with Melissa Leong and and yes. Mark Olive and uh, the chef's oh, line. Mark. The the chef. Oh, I love Mark yeah. Olive. He's cool, isn't he? Actually, I love Melissa Leong. I can't I can't say anything. She was just amazing. She was so lovely, mm-hmm. such a wonderful person during the show. And she wears the best. She looks fabulous wearing oh. Max Ruby Woo lipstick. I'm sorry. She looks fabulous every week. I I'm sorry. Um, I'm obsessed with red lipstick. Sorry. <laughs> Sideline people. She, we can uh, talk I, about Melissa's 
dresses every day too. I was in love with her in a show, so the chef's line. But it was. The chef's line, basically home cooks versus a line of professional chefs from a restaurant. Funnily enough, that was this week at at MasterChef. Uh Uh-huh. And on the... (laughs) Well, on the... um, I'm following a couple of uh, MasterChef sites on Facebook. Yeah. And people weren't happy this week. They didn't think it was fair that a group of chefs who've been from one restaurant who've been working together for ages and have a rhythm and, you know, they had so much of an advantage over the home cooks. But I sort of took the other approach that it actually stretched and challenged the home cooks, the contestants. Absolutely. Because I'm sorry, I was so in love with the guys from Stanley Restaurant. Yeah, I've got to say they were very good. Yeah. My friends and I have decided we're going to Brisbane for a weekend and I don't really enjoy the Brisbane just to go to Stanley Restaurant. Yep. I'm with you there oh, with my invite. Yeah, and okay, my, fine. And my ticket. <laughs> Get your own ticket, love. Um, yeah, but watching something like Stanley Restaurant, that just blew my mind. That was beautiful. Loved it. I loved it. And, and okay, you did say that they had an advantage because they worked together, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But there was only one challenge where the actual chefs worked together, and that mm-hmm. was in the blind handover challenge. Yeah. Which that, that was the only one that I saw that they had an unfair advantage because they could have started a dish, which they were familiar with, which they did. Yeah. And they knew how to, to progress that dish going forward. So They, they did. And, he, that, and the thing is, the other advantage they had as well is they knew how to clearly clearly lay stuff out in the bench so the person That's coming right. in after them would understand what was going on. That's right, yes. Whereas Same. the contestants, not so much. No. Um, that was the only that was the only yeah. night where there was that clear advantage. Yeah. The other nights it really was a chef versus a home cook um, mm. on a particular dish. So it really yeah. it was a one to one challenge. Oh my god. That ca- was it cashew tofu, the flour, the chrysanthemum. Uh, yes. Stunning. Yes, stunning. Um, I don't, I don't like tofu, but I'd actually try that. Oh no, I, I, I love tofu, and I thought that yeah. that would have been amazing. But um, cashew would be great. Cashew tofu. Yeah, right? yeah. Look, it, it, I, I, I reckon it would taste great. Um, mm-hmm. The the uh, the textures they looked totally totally bad. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, it, it didn't it, bloom out like the original. Yeah, but Melissa's but Melissa's tofu was just okay to me. It looked like a panna which had not set yet at all. Correct. Yeah, it was yeah. just sludge, really. The yeah. second one, yeah. she put a blast chiller, salvaged it a little bit, but not hundred mm. percent. But the uh, I can't remember the 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 head chef from Nunu who did his. I mean, he's looked way too um, set. Set. But he had the problem where he didn't follow the instructions that's properly. Right, that's right. And he, he didn't actually, have enough ingredients to start again. That's right. Yeah, at the wrong yeah, time. So, mistake from a head chef. See, it does you know happen. what? That's the thing. You, when you cook a, a recipe for the first time, you actually have to read it properly. At least once. And, <laughs> and, and More than once. And I do what other people in restaurants do, I do my mise en place. 
because I like to have everything in its order. So I'm cooking something. Because one of my favourite things to cook, which cooks takes forever, is Julia Child's beef bourguignon, which people who've never cooked that, it is a process and a half. However, it tastes amazing at the end. Um, I think, yeah, so you've I got just imagine the rich flavours. It, it would oh, actually be. It would be. My God, I, I'm, I'm salivating, sorry. Um, <laughs> I got off track again. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Stanley Restaurant, that just took me. I want that crispy chicken. Yeah, that does look good. Really nice cooked crispy chicken. I've seen amazing. it on their menu. I've seen a photo on their menu now, and, oh, my God, drooling. Looks great. <laughs> drooling. Well, let's let's start Monday night. So, okay. so Monday Go night was, was Nomad Restaurant. And from memory, Grace, Antonio and Rhiannon mm. were, um, were the home cooks. Yeah. What did you think? Grace, Grace's dish looked amazing. Mm-hmm. It was the, uh, the, the tempura beetle leaf. <gasps> that was delish. I did, oh, you don't know it's delicious. You're assuming it was because of what they said. You never tasted it, Mama Trace. I was bad. Could I finish my <laughs> sentence? I'll let you for once. Jesus, God, Helen. I was worried that the beetle leaf imported would not stand up to the weight of the ingredient of what's inside it. And the um, moisture would actually yeah. soak through, etc. Yes. So structurally, there was there was a big risk there. And it, but. It, it paid off, but we need to give a little bit more insight into the way cooking reality shows work. I don't think everyone understands. Yes. So when, by the time the judges are given their dish, it's actually cold. But is it? Is it Mama Trace? A lot of times. Is it? Especially when, especially when they look the cooking lamb. Uh, you have a I'll look at. You can I'll, see the congealed fat. I was yeah, all right, okay, again. No, all right. Sorry. That's when the judges taste the dishes on camera. Yeah, but they're also walk. That's what I was about to say. Okay, they're walking <laughs> around, and so they're tasting. And when you see them walking around, they do a little taste. That's yes. them getting a feel and a taste for the dish. There's also a little trick that they do. Yes, go ahead. Where in the show that I was in, you would actually prepare a second dish, smaller yes. portions. Which would go straight to the back for the uh, for the judges to, to taste hot, Correct. cold, whatever it is. So it was as soon as you finished. So you, we would play it up a second. Didn't have to be pretty. It was really just for the tasting. Yeah. The main dish had to be the one that was aesthetically pleasing as well. So you know the one that was presented for the judges. Uh, but for taste, uh, they would get a primary dish to to try first. So they would taste it, uh, like I said, as soon as it came, as soon as it was finished. So that's yeah. what they would base all their um, comments on. And then when they taste it on camera, that is basically just for the viewers. Oh, the viewers. The viewers. We is got that us? In mind of, okay, that is us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but you see, um, that, that, the... that, that night, Grace did mm. win her... her um, her dish, so she won, but unfortunately, because she had missed a previous elimination challenge, the rule mm-hmm. stated that she's automatically in the following one. 
So yes. she pretty well won uh, immunity for Antonio and random, which was nice. COVID's taken a bit of a hit on this show with contestants, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, there was one of the first One weeks. week there was like so many people out. It was quite amusing. Not amusing, but Only like... half of them competed in a yeah. challenge. <clears throat> yeah. The others were all off sick. Yeah. Um, yes. We have to talk about... I, can't, I don't know if I can pronounce it right. Sari? Oh, the, yes, yes. Is it Sari? Saray. No. It's actually Saray. Saray, that's Sarai. right. I got... Sarai, what did you say? Oh, I don't know. I got it wrong. Saray. Um, I was really interested in that because last year I actually went to the Philippines for the first time. Right. And I got obsessed by the food. I was eating spicy pork and garlic rice for breakfast. It was delicious. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, stunning. Good to be around you then. Everybody has garlic rice over there. It's really good. (laughs) And when I came home, I went and bought the fried garlic, so I put it on everything. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I'm actually really keen to go to their restaurant and have a little bit of a nosh. Mm. Actually, that that was probably the one restaurant I really wanted to go to. Stanley, yeah. yes, I totally agree. Oh, Stanley, but, yes. But Saray, I really would love to try, so that is one I'm definitely going to put on my yeah, they list Phil- to go to. Philippine, F- Filipino food with a twist. Yeah. More mod- you know, yeah, uh, modernised. And look, those those chefs, they, they, they look amazing with what they were oh, able to, to reproduce. So and, good. And in such short time as well. I mean, that was incredible, those dishes. Um, Theo's dish, <laughs> surprisingly, didn't do a gyros. Um, sorry. I look, I, be nice. I love Theo. I'd but, like to get some of these people on for an interview, so be nice. Theo looks amazing with everything that he cooks. I wish I could talk to him. I well, well, we'll try. We'll try, people. Um, mind you, oh, he, some of those his, his breads and all that. I mean, you can tell that that's oh, fashion. The lamb, and that's the lamb. Ooh, oh, yeah, yum. Look, you can tell, and, and and you know what's good on him. And and I totally agree when when someone finds uh, their particular dish that they are passionate and uh, and, and and love to to cook. It, it comes through and it shows. Oh, in a competition yeah. like this. You have to have more than one string on your bow. You can't just go there and just cook the same thing every week and and hope to get through to the end, which is why I said Brent and Grace and Ralph are my three to look out for. Mm-hmm. I just, you, okay. <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to cough again. <clears throat> oh, sorry, people. That's all right. Since I've had out. COVID four <laughs> times. I can't stop coughing, but anyway. It's not a competition, Mama Trace. Sure. Twice. Oh, there's one thing I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about Nostalgia Week. Tokyo Lamingtons. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, they, they oh, look amazing. That was delicious. Oh, my God, that was so good. So, so good. And and that's when Alice went out, wasn't it? I think so. That was the Tokyo Lamingtons. Oh, but those Lamingtons, I really want Oh, look, the, the flavours sounded amazing together. Mm, different. Uh, visually, they look amazing. I love the Lamington Tower. That was just divine. Yeah. They look great. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, doing cake decorating. Nick's oh, going, it's a bloody I... Lamington. 
I can see it in his face. Like, we're not ready to face you all with the video of what, if you saw us at the moment, seriously, eventually we'll start a YouTube channel and you'll be able to watch this craziness and listen to the craziness. But he's going like, it's a goddamn Lamington people. What's so hard? Correct? Oh, he's coughing. Sorry, I have to fill in. <laughs> yeah, At least I muted my mic. He picked on me for coughing. At least I muted my mic. Look, we're not experts at this. We're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're podcast versions. Virgins. Versions? Virgins. I don't know. Newbies. Newbies. That's better. Newbies. Anyway, sorry. Uh, um, all right. So... Do you have so, anything so basically, else? So basically, in summary, <laughs> in Brent, summary. And Gr- Brent and Grace, the two that I mentioned, who are, I'd say, my favourites to, to take out the show, are the ones that beat the actual professional cooks this week, the chefs this week. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so, happy when Gabrielle Gatte got beaten by Brent. Okay. When we're, when we're talking about... Uh, retro week or or uh, nostalgia mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Can we bring a better name than Gabriel Gatte? I love Gabriel Gatte. I oh, know, and in the eighties, he, he was wonderful. He, that's why it's called Nostalgia Week, dude. Nostalgia Week or Neuralgia Week? Which one was it? Oh, shut up! Oh, shut I up. love Gabriel. <laughs> He's very cute, very funny. Yes, yes. He okay. brought some levity. And, my God, the dish he made was divine. According, not according to Andy, though. <laughs> mm, Melissa uh, and so Josh seem to love it. So yes. it, was, it wasn't banging for Andy. <laughs> I swear uh, to God. No, let's, let's, anyway, let's not go there. I love but Andy. I, need, I want to buy Andy a thesaurus. That's it. I was just about to say that. You beat me to it. Sorry. Yes. We it's, think there's going to be more words than banging and on point and wonderful. And can someone check? Can I go in his, as his stylist? Because a guy needs a makeover. Oh, look, hey, he's a lot better than what he used to be. No one's as sartorial as a beautiful jock. God rest his soul. Oh, you know what? I, you, you do yeah. forget that he's no longer with us, don't you? No, I don't. I cry so often. No, Thinking no, about as, him. As you're watching him, he's just you just forget. No, oh, no, we didn't. Re- oh, that was my fault. We weren't going to really bring up yes, Jock's passing, but I oh, know I did. But I can't help it because I actually adore the man. Yeah, and and where he, I'm going to use the word, his life journey is pretty spectacular. Yes, um, the fact that he worked in a kitchen with my favourite chef and the god ever put breath into Marco Pierre White. See, that's why we get along, Mother Trace. He is my all-time favourite chef, oh. and I love that guy. Oh, I still um, laugh. I still laugh with that oh. one comment that that in an mm-hmm. interview, <laughs> oh, interview Michael Beer White said when a reporter asked him, "I hear you're the only man that made um, Gordon Ramsay cry," mm-hmm. and his response, "I can make Gordon Ramsay cry." Gordon Ramsay chose to cry. <laughs> <laughs> he is really... just, he oh. is still the enfant terrible of food. I'm sorry. Oh, he, uh, I love the guy. He's brilliant. Oh, he's adorable. He's, he's, he's wonderful. Banging. He's on point. 
He's banging it on point, and we are desperate for Marco Week on MasterChef, people. Oh yes, yes. Oh god. And Rick while we're Stein's, talking, it's... Rick Stein's tomorrow night. Yeah, whatever. Everyone listens to it. Last night. <laughs> whatever. Oh, oh, we're going to have an I, argument I, here, people. I, I like Rick. I do. We might but mute I'm the just... microphone for a few minutes while we have a <laughs> an argument fight here. A full no, on fight. Just, Come on. Okay. Um. Okay. You're right. I, look, so, I don't. I don't. You're, you're I don't trying to tell dislike... me. You're trying to tell me Gabriel Cate over Rick Stein. For the week, the Gabriel was on there. It was nostalgia. It's correct. I it, I don't dislike Rick Stein. I co- I cook his recipes. I don't know. I just think I don't know. Couldn't we? Uh, okay. Go ahead. Well, that's the end of our podcast. Uh, would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> Only one episode, people. Um, no, look, it'll be fine. Look, he does. He is a great cook. I love the series he did where he, <clears throat> excuse me, did the. Um, York on Station Street, Fourfield North. Going. That was Siri talking to me. Um, when he did the uh, the river barge cruise through France, that was stunning. Okay. What, you didn't I can't like remember it? that one. No, I can't remember that one. Oh, you're getting Alzheimer's <laughs> disease like me, are you? Yes. Anyway, so, Ooh. right. Um, yeah, so does that sort of wrap up MasterChef for us for now? For the week that was? We yes. will try and be a bit more, like next week it'll be only one week, so we won't be jumping around as much, so. That's right. We will also weeks. be reviewing Great Aussie oh, Bake Off. Absolutely. Episode one of Great Aussie Bake Off. Next week, that so the, is what I'm after. And who are the judges this year on Great well, Aussie Bake Off? Before we get to the judges, it oh. starts on the 13th of June on Foxtel, on the Lifestyle Channel, and this year's judges are Rachel Koo and Darren Amazing. Purchase. I love both of them. Yeah, I love Darren love Purchase. Them. Birch and Purchase was my favourite store every time I go mm, to them. I know, but he's he closed it now. But he's I doing know. the Great Australian Bake Off. I know. And Rachel Koo, I'm in love with her. She is amazing. Honestly, oh. the stuff that she produces is in incredible. Pa- in that tiny Paris apartment, yes, made my heart sing. Incredible. So I, I uh, cannot wait. As, yeah. as a cake person, I cannot wait. Oh, I, I'm obsessed. I have watched, I just also, while we get off it, so the hosts of the season's Bake Off uh, is Natalie Tram. And Cal Wilson, and I think those two are going to be a riot. I can't wait. I, can't wait. Yeah. I, I look, I'm, I'm looking forward to them. I think, mm. I mean, yeah, they are funny. So you see, they are very good. funny. Um, so 12 contestants back in the tent. Got to have a tent, people. Every version <laughs> of Bake Off I've watched around the world, <clears> including <throat> the ones that are from, from Africa, all got a tent. I love it. Got to have the tent. Absolutely. Yeah. So that starts on the 13th. So that next week we'll be reviewing the first episode of that as well. Um, can't, can't, wait yeah, that. can't wait for that. Why? Because you as like much as, as much as Matt Moraine was great. Uh, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think having Rachel and Darren is a perfect match. I'm going to miss my Maggie. Love I Maggie. Agree. Yeah, well, Maggie can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. What? 
Don't you remember the show Ooh. that she did on the ABC? Yes, uh, Good Chef, Bad Chef, absolutely. Yeah. No, not Good Chef, Bad Chef. Oh, no, no, Once sorry. She... Um, oh, my gosh, what was it called? Oh, my Lord. You got, oh this, my. Is, this is old-timers disease, people. Yes, yes. But Mac, what, what don't you like about Maggie Beer? Does she Tell really me. offer? Does she really offer any value? She <gasps> just—I'm sorry. Look, I—I I, I love Maggie Beer and I love her preserves and her condiments, and maybe she should stick with that. She put verjuice into the lexicon. Yeah, yeah, that's great. With Simon Bryant, she did the, the show. Of cooking was missing. Yes, um, <clears throat> she did the show with Simon Bryant. He's an amazing yeah. chef. Yes, that he is, yes. absolutely. Loved him. Great, great, both great local Adelaide um, chefs. Oh, Radelaide. Oh, sorry, mm -hmm. sorry, sorry. So she's a cook. He's a chef. Yeah, he's a chef. He's amazing. Yes. yes. I will constantly refer to Adelaide people as Radelaide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you been to Adelaide people? It's got four streets. <laughs> I'm going to get shot for that. Yeah, if you well, can you see are, the way because I, in... I'm, I'm from Adelaide. Yes, and, I know. And we offer That's a lot I'm more than just you. four streets. Six. I am stirring. God, calm down, people. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, but I will be Maggie because I love the way Maggie deals with contestants. But I think Rachel and would be fabulous as well. Um, and Darren yeah. definitely, definitely preferred. Uh, so, yeah, that starts on the 13th and 6th. <clears throat> yep. I can't, can't even string sentences that, together great. anymore on Foxtel. Yeah. And and from every, it was the cook and the chef, not good chef, bad chef. Yeah, the, the cook, cook and the chef, chef. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I used to love, I've, watched, I've made a few of their recipes, fabulous. I still yeah. watch that when it comes on. Adore it. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Speaking of recipes, move. like I said, yes. I think of this will be my moussaka. So when you go into the podcast, you'll see some information and Iwe will put a link to the recipe in there. Um, and, yeah, do you want to do a link or do you want to actually post the recipe in there? It's up to – well, Nick will let me know. But it will be there one way or the other. One way or the other. Yeah, it depends how long it is. Have you got any plans of cooking anything this weekend? Mama so tracks. it's a long weekend for me in Melbourne here this weekend. And here. And it's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Most of Australia. Except Queensland and WA. They've got the King's birthday on another day. can we say? But anyway. Um, and it's pretty cold and chilly here in Melbourne and I'm in, spending my time at home with my dog, my little Zigster, because he's very mad at his mother for leaving him yesterday. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I'm going to be making um, in Russian. It's called kotlete. And the closest I can sort of come to it is like a, a meat patty or a risol. But it's very different from what you think as a risol. Because growing up as a child, I would eat these all the time. And I'd go to friends' houses and they'd have risols and they were like dried, don't know what they were. You could use them as a hockey puck, some of them. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, they're like a meat patty and I use like pork and veal. And, it's you know, people put um, breadcrumbs sometimes <clears throat> in risols and things. We don't. We do a – it's like a stale bread. That you soak in milk for a while, 
and you can squeeze the milk out of it. So that's a tip. I might pop that recipe up too if anyone's interested. Um, and I'm also making some ginger and molasses biscuits because I love that. I love mm. ginger biscuits. What about you? That's good. What are you doing? Before I say what I'm talking about, Bruce, oh. I was talking about yep. yeah, food truck, talking about um, meat patties Stop. or burgers. Yep. Don't <gasps> overdo burgers. Here's a little no. tip. Salt and pepper is all you need in your meat to cook a, a, a patty. But one little trick that we do just to ensure that there's that it doesn't harden or doesn't go too tough, the, the extra patty, so you, you can't overcook it. I actually put a bit of eggplant puree through throughout. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it doesn't alter idea. the taste, but it actually provides, and I'm not talking about a lot, but say, you Moisture. know, in a kilo of, of meat, you'd put like 100 grams of, of eggplant puree. Um, but do you, are but you talking like to a, keep that a, moisture in it. Like a baba, you can use a baba ganoush? No, no, baba ganoush is just... Uh, too strong? It, well, it's too strong. I'm talking about eggplant puree where it's like pulp, eggplant pulp. Okay, so how, but do you roast the eggplants or what do you do to oh, make you have to roast the you have to roast the eggplants, take the skin yeah. off, take, mm-hmm. take the meat and just mash it, really. Okay. So it literally you, is eggplant pulp. Could you put it into like a, like a processor or something to make the pulp? Yeah, but if you, roast, them, if you roast them, they'll yeah. be... Look, either way, it's just as long as it's a nice thing to see. We'll go through all the meat. Like I said, it won't, yeah. it won't change the, the taste, the flavour of the patty, uh, mm-hmm. but make sure you season it well with a nice bit of salt and pepper. Oh, uh, like people, salt and pepper is essential. Oh, oh. People, absolutely. season your food. Uh, in terms of cooking this weekend, uh, I had a catering event I'm, I'm I'm overcooking at the moment, so but I do need to make some some biscuits and cakes. So what I'm going to be doing is making a baklava, and some, some Greek kurabiedas, which is a short uh, biscuit with um, a lot of icing sugar on it. <gasps> I love it's those. Probably, oh yeah, it's probably one of the most dangerous biscuits to eat because a lot when of people you're wearing black. Breathe, well, is that a lot of people <laughs> breathe in as they're about to eat it? <gasps> And all the icing sugar. Rookie yeah. mistake for yeah. any, any non-Greek. Rookie mistake. <laughs> it's not only a non-Greek, darling. It's anyone who is actually a wog knows that. <laughs> so, we yes, all have a... that's, that's, that's the highlight of my weekend. Cool. Um, so now that we've gotten through that part, have you been anywhere interesting to eat that we might want to tell people about oh yes bobby bow restaurant hang on what bobby, bobby bow b-o-b-i b-a-o bobby bow restaurant oh. it's in Bowden in adelaide in australia mm. uh, it, there's a, a a section called plant four in Bowden, which houses a lot of almost like pop-up type so did, you say pl- did you say plant four Plant four. Okay, it was cool. the old council manufacturing factory of the electrical products, uh, oh, which expanded years and years ago. Um, but it's a, it's an up it's upcoming. It's, it's a nicely established area. But Plant Four's got a lot of pop up restaurants, and and Bobby Bow started there as a little dumpling pop up. Oh, now they to the side. Yeah, the next street over, they've actually established their own restaurant called Bobby Bow. Amazing food. 
they're uh, I'm obsessed with corn ribs. Oh, well, I God, yes. Things, but I am yes. obsessed with corn ribs, and they do a nice satay sauce <gasps> and um, caramelised onion and capsicum. Oh. The flavours were incredible. Their, their, their bow buns are incredible. Like little pillows? Oh, they make their own. They make their own because they make their own dumplings as well. They make their own and they're large size. So they're not the little ones that you normally get. Uh, but all the food was just incredible uh, the other night when we went there. So anyone in around in and around Bowdoin, check out Bobby Bow. The host, Anna, is a gorgeous lady. Always makes everyone feel welcome. It's it's such a cute place, but the food is incredible. And for the and for the restaurants we're both going to talk about, we'll have links um, in the description as well. What sort yeah. of price bracket would you say? Well, in terms of Adelaide pricing, yeah, now no different to Melbourne. To Melbourne pricing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but very very average. So Maine would be uh, twenty five dollars. Yeah. Um, that's not bad. And, but the servings are great. So, because that's make what some... I'm paying for a cocktail in Melbourne. <laughs> well, I was, gonna, I was just going to say they make some incredible cocktails too. Oh, yum! Uh, they make their own bubble tea, homemade bubble tea. It is amazing. Is that the milky one, or can you get like a fruit one? You can get a fruit one. Yeah, I don't like milky bubble tea. Yeah, well, milky bubble like tea mango... doesn't like you, Mama Trey. <laughs> Very few people like me. So there you go. <laughs> <sighs> And how about yourself? Cool. Anywhere new that you've so, seen? Um, not this week, but recently, in the last couple of weeks, uh, some friends and I went to a restaurant in Hawthorne here in Victoria called Lulo, L-U-L-O, and it is phenomenal. It's not a terribly big restaurant, but it's stunning. The chef is Matt, and so Matt and his staff are unbelievable. They had to put up with the six of us who went to dinner who um, I must admit I had a couple of beverages. I might have got a little bit loud. So I apologise to the have. other people that might have, and I wasn't mm-hmm. the only one. Hello. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> to make out, because as I said, we were there for a friend's birthday. None of us had been there before. Uh, but it's stunning. It's, sort of, it's a restaurant which is sort of has um, a South American flair to it. So Matt, the chef, is phenomenal with everything we had. We had the chef's menu, which was 69 ahead, phenomenal food. And we had things like um, ocean trout that was cured with grapefruit, served with Peruvian salt, avocado, and chili and radish. So it all came out um, family style, so we all got to share. Uh, We had Colombian empanadas, which were divine. And we also had so we added a few things to the to the dishes as well because we you know we like to taste things. Uh, we had also the roasted cauliflower. Oh my god, that was divine! And it came with uh, pepper and pumpkin. So so good. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh yeah, the crispy skin pork belly. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a fiend for crispy skin pork belly. But he did, they did it with a mushroom ponzu and guava and hibiscus. Divine, divine, divine. Um, and their roast Peruvian chicken. Oh, it was so charcoal-y goodness. It was just so, so good. And people think I'm a little insane when I say this next dish. 
but it's one of my favourite things to eat. Char-grilled cos lettuce on the side. Oh, lettuce! that would be. Love it. Mm. And he did it with an avocado custard and truffle pecorino. And it also mm. had some Spanish anchovy dressing with dried olives. Oh, my God. I cannot Ooh. tell you how delicious it was. Um, and we also added some things to it. We put in some patatas bravas. Oh, and God, some I love other the patatas bravas. Yeah, yeah. Bravas. I'm sorry. And being the wonderful human beings they were, they bought us out a couple of little extra things that um, they gave us, um, which were these beautiful little meatballs that were stunning. And the cocktails are phenomenal. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant cocktail. And an amazing wine list. Um, not your stock standard wine list. Uh, it was really good. I had amazing, I drank <laughs> an entire bottle to myself of a German Riesling. It was stunning. Yeah, not I drink a, <laughs> oh, shut up. I drink a, I drink a lot of Riesling these days. It's, um, not like I remember it from my childhood, which was sickly sweet. And bleh. Yeah. Beautiful, dry, crisp Rieslings with that sort of food is stunning. Um, so we had a really, really good night. Again, I'll link underneath. Um, highly recommend you give it a go. Beautiful. As I said, the staff were amazing. Matt, the chef, is phenomenal. And I'd actually like to try and get him on to do an interview one day as well. So you never know. But, yeah, highly, highly recommend it. It's really good. Adding that one to my list next time I come over to Melbourne. Oh, cool. Oh, there's a couple of other, there's one other place I'll just quickly mention because it was the same birthday boy week. Uh, there's a new restaurant in South Yarra called The Beverly. It's very she-she, very gorgeous, 25 floors up in Ooh. a new building near the Olsen Hotel. Um, and we also went there for the birthday boy. Stunning food. Again, we did a degustation menu. Gorgeous, very based on the the restaurant in the Beverly Hills Hotel in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, there was a stunning lamp on the front desk, which I was, if I'd had a bigger bag, I would have tried to steal because it's gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful mid-century modern lamp. But that's another passion of mine, not just food. Um, so, yeah, a couple of places we've been recently. So that's, yeah, love. Love trying new restaurants, new food. It's fabulous. That sounds great. Okay. So you can put a link to that one as well? Uh, yes, I said I would. Ooh, See, he's not listening to me, people. He's <laughs> not listening to me. Why would I start now, Mother Trace? Good question. He hasn't for 10 years. <laughs> so Nick and I met through when we worked, um, we both work in, you know, to make the money to do this fabulous food stuff. We both work in IT and we met through IT. So... And then we just discovered we have a passion about food and we you know, we chat about food all the time. It's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah. So that's so, us. That's this week's episode in a nutshell, isn't it? You poor things. What are we going to be doing next week? What next are we going to do next week? Again, more Master, Master Chef reviews from tomorrow until Thursday, obviously. 
Mm-hmm. And the one I can't wait for, the great Aussie Bake Off review. Yay! But we will also talk about what other shows that are around the world at the moment yeah. worth yeah. worth watching and looking at. Yeah. Because there are so many out there. It's which ones are, are, are going to be good. And oh my God. we also have, we'll also have a guest. Yes. Mama Trace, let us know that. Sure. Whoops, excuse me, having an issue? Sorry. So um, we're going to have a gentleman on called uh, Lawrence Kongwa. So Lawrence, he has a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and he has a company called EnlightenYouWellness.com and he not only knows food from a nutritional base but he's a passionate foodie. And we're not talking about he's going to make you eat a piece of steamed chicken and broccoli. Like, hello, how boring. Um, he believes that food needs to taste good. It needs to be good. It needs to be an experience um, that you don't need to eat bland, boring food to have a great time with food. So we'll have yeah. So we'll have Lawrence on, um, and the usual stupidity that Nick and I come up with. I'm sorry hey, about that. God, <laughs> we entertain uh, each other. Yeah, that's a sad thing, isn't it? Oh, I didn't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and we will bring more and more bits into the show as we go forward. At this stage, we'll only be doing one episode a week, which will run about an hour. I will put timestamps in the below if you want to just listen to certain pieces and not all the crap that we espouse. Um, yeah, so once a week it'll probably upload on a Monday. And, yeah, so there you go. Uh, do do me a favour if you wouldn't mind, or should I say do us a favour, please leave us a five-star and do us a review. Even if you don't really like us, I'd appreciate a five-star review. Um, it helps us uh, get up the tree in, in rankings of podcasts. Um, and also in our Notes will be an email address where if you want to hear about certain things, certain foods, certain restaurants, whatever, you want a particular recipe from Nick or you want to get in contact with Nick to do cakes or <laughs> catering or whatever, um, you can. there's an email address you can send us and we'll check that. So, yeah, that's a bit of a wrap, people. That's it. I was going to say, yep, send through requests, feedback, yes. whatever. Yep, Always love to absolutely. hear from everyone. Yeah, but that's the end of us. We're about to fork off. We're about to fork off. So have a great week, everyone, and we will see you next week. Take care, people. Bye. See you. Bye, guys. <laughs>